Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 702 in the AM. Commissions Baltimore at 715, but right now, Dusty Baker, retired, one of my favorite managers in baseball, maybe of all time. Guy never won a game seven. What a joke. <laughs> oh, man, he is uh, he's a great manager. Uh, you know, I, I think I remember him doing the tail end of his playing career, uh, but more so as, as a manager, naturally. Um, and he was one of the better managers of his generation. He's definitely a Hall of Famer now, especially since winning the World Series championship last year. But how do you remember him, Ed? Dusty? Yeah. With toothpick in his mouth, being you know cool on the other side of the pillow. It's just a, just a great manager. I just think he. I did. I think one of the best jobs he's done is kind of restore the image of the Astros. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. He calmed the seas, didn't he? He did. Yeah. You know. It's almost unfair, Ed, that they hired Dusty Baker because you wanna you wanna hate him. You're like, oh, they got Dusty, man, they got Dusty. How do you how, how do you hate, hate him with Dusty? They hating Santa Claus. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously. Exactly. Uh, Dusty Baker, uh, Jeremy, over four thousand games he's managed, two thousand one hundred sixty nine career wins, one thousand eight hundred fifty nine losses, win percentage of five thirty eight. How you remember him the most? Well, I, I think, um, you know, he was one of the guys that kind of got it. Uh, wasn't necessarily an analytical guy. Um, you know, as you look at it, uh, he's uh, he's more of a feel to the game. Like, he was one of those guys, too, that would let pitchers go really deep in the games, which will never happen now. Remember LeVon Hernandez with him throwing, like, 140-some yeah. pitches in starts? Uh, you know, like, some of it just got kind of crazy. But uh, ultimately, um, you know, I think he was one of the better managers we had. Like yeah. during during my generation, like when I think of some of the top guys, I may not agree with everything he does. He's never going to do that. Yeah, but like uh, a lot of respect there. I, the one thing I didn't like, and I knew it was his job, was he was to come in with the the Houston team and try to flip the script for him, get him back to playing baseball, not worried about all the trash cans and all the the scandal and all that. Um, but yeah, he he came out and he tried to be the guy to take on the brunt of that, and I feel like he really did kind of help him move past it a little bit. It's still there. It's always going to be there. But um, but yeah, I think uh, his signing with Houston, he gave him depth. Yeah, I don't feel like he fit that team well. Um, for what you know, for what they have there, I mean, it's an analytically built team. But he, you know, you're looking at a situation now where they're moving past losing some of their stars and then trying to get past this scandal. You know, George Springer's moved on. Carlos Correa has left. Yeah. So now they're in that transition period of trying to keep this thing afloat. He did a great job with the Nats. I know the Nats won the World Series two years after he left. 
But keep in mind, with the Nats, the two years he was there, he won 94, 95 games. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know what happened there for him to part ways with him, but he was outstanding with them. Um, you know, maybe just not getting over the hump, but it took him two years after he left to get over the hump. Um, so he's a great manager. Uh, Joe, you said, and I knew this, I didn't know who the other person was. Yeah. Dusty Baker and who else? Glenn Burke. Invented the high five. The first openly gay baseball player. Invented the high five? He invented the yeah, high five. That? Dusty Baker is No, credited. I knew the Glenn Baker thing, but Baker was with him? Glenn with Burke. The, Glenn Burke. Or, that, yeah. That's what I meant. Glenn yeah, Burke. Yeah, it's, 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 I don't remember the other guy's name. I only remember because Dusty Baker was part of it, but they're credited for inventing the high five. Uh, what was it? October 2nd, 1977. Yeah. Yeah, we actually did this on... We had this trivia question... When uh, I used to do um, the throwdown with Scott, and mm-hmm. we'd have like three trivia questions. Well, they gave us this old Guinness Book of, or whatever. It was like a trivia thing with, with the Guinness Book of World Records and stuff like that in it. It was sports. And then one of the questions he asked me the one day was, who invented the high five? And I'm like, what the hell does this have to do with sports? And lo and behold, that's how we found out the... Well, what, what do you mean does it have, what has to do with sports? What do you think the high five was invented for? Church? Yeah. No. Yeah. Sports. You say hello to your neighbor. What's that? <laughs> <You> high five. <laughs> <laughs> that was a high five invented. What does that have to do with sports? Because that's what a high five happens. Peace be with you. I don't know that that's where it happens. That's where it happens. No. What if it happens? Do you believe Dusty Baker invented it? No. You don't. I think someone else along the lines had the high five. No, I think Dusty Baker invented it. There is another story that See? says it was a, uh, the University of Louisville basketball team. but When? Uh, around the same time, during pra- like they started doing it during practice in the 78-79 season. I'm always a little weirded out when people say I invented something. Like, like you know, there was that big, uh, what was it? One of the I shows. invented the phrase, pardon my French. See? There you go. Did you know that? <laughs> pardon my French. No, you did. What is the, I don't even get that. Pardon my French is always when you say something. Well, you, you use profanity. Yeah. yeah. Well, why why is it pardon my French then? I have no idea. Yeah. All right. Oh, you gotta look deep into it. <laughs> that was from Seinfeld. George Costanza on a date. Yeah. I once told a girl I invented that. For, yeah. <laughs> pardon my French. <laughs> Talk about lies on dates. Or what was it? Uh, uh, Doctor Evil's dad invented the question mark. <laughs> what? <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> oh my. <laughs> 410-583-1057, that's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Well, one thing that is true, Dusty Baker started in center field for the Atlanta Braves when the Braves, or when uh, Hank Aaron broke the home run record. We had that cat run on the field wanting to shake his hand. Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I think, no, I know. Dusty Baker was actually in the on-deck circle mm. when Hank Aaron hit that home run. So he's been part of some very, very unique situations. He's seen a lot. 74 years old. I've seen some things. Take it home. Things. Take it home and, and, and celebrate a so, phenomenal baseball career. Yeah, did Life. He, did he start managing in 2025 or 2026 again? You know, Look, they, these lifers, they get away from the sport. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to go home and be with my family. And all of a sudden, you blink and they're back. Tony La Russa came back. <laughs> And he managed the White Sox. That cat intentionally walked somebody with two strikes because he said they were a better two-strike hitter. 
You know what that means? <laughs> is that guy's always going to get on base because as soon as he gets two, two strikes, strikes, unless he grounds out or pops up, what the hell is he talking about? That guy, that guy lets the first two strikes go and just so he can have to. Too good of a two-strike hitter. <laughs> That's what you officially lost. So you think he might come back? I, then he gets home and wife says, enough of you. Go go play. I don't know. I mean, look, Baker, how old is he now? 74. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm sorry. I think he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say like 80s. I'm like, eh, no. maybe. Just, I'm pretty 74. I'll check. Yeah. But I'm pr- pretty sure 74 years old. Born 1949. Yeah. 74. Mm-hmm. Just turned 74. Yeah, he's still young. He's still got some time So left. maybe at 76 he'll come back? Yeah, maybe. He just tried to get out of the Astros situation? Yeah. Say he's tired of carrying those guys? Pick his spot. He'll do the what Buck did. It's like, what team doesn't somebody? Nobody wants to manage the Angels? I'll take it. I'll, I'll do it. You know, that, that'll that be Dusty. He's like, nobody wants to take over this. Buck's going to the Angels? The A's. Huh? That could be one. Buck's, that's the rumor, is that he he's told them he wants the job, and he's a front runner for Where's the Where's Buck going? To the Angels. Oh, it hasn't been, by the way, it hasn't been signed. It's all the rumors. Right Heard now. it here first. Let's go to Chris in Parkville. What's up, Chris? Gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I, I just, uh, you, you kind of made me, you jarred something in my memory, what you're talking about, the high five uh, and inventing the high five. That rem- reminded me of uh, when Dean Smith would tell all of his guys, hey, someone gives you an assist. You, you As you're running back on defense, point to the point guy. Point at him. Yep. Uh, Yep. Yeah. But you guys, you guys have a great day, that man. Started, that's a great way, Chris. That, that, is, that started at North Carolina. You just point at him. I do know. like Who started putting your hand up when you had a foul? Was that, was that UCLA? They started that? You committed a foul, put your hand up. Yeah. It, that sounds like something Wooden would have done, but I, I don't know. Because he wanted, I think, whoever did it, it was a great coach. He wanted to steal a foul. Like, for instance, if you and I go after the ball and I have three fouls and you have one. Yeah. He want you to put your hand up for the foul. Oh. So you can steal the foul from me. It was a great coach that did that. I can't remember who it was. I think my dad invented the uh he didn't invent the high five or the low five, but he did the, you know, up high, too low, too slow thing. I definitely think my dad invented that. That he, was his favorite thing to use on. He crazy. He invented yeah, it. We were doing that when I was 3. My dad's older than you. No, no, you just no. He's older than you. He started. No. He yep. didn't start that crap. Mm-hmm. Too slow. No. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven is the number. I got your nose. (laughs) Jeremy Cons NBA recap at seven thirty. But on the other side, it's Commissioner Baltimore. What you got, Eddie? We got a little organized crime to talk about. Yes, we're talking about John Gotti. Some uh, interesting new documentary on Netflix. Gotti. Commissioner Baltimore up next on the fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 717 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ed, quick question before you get started. Yep. Do you ever use that computer? Or do you always just use your personal there? Use my own. That way, their reason it's just history. quicker and stuff, and just you don't, you don't want them to find out what you're looking at. There's that, but no, it's just well, it's a better computer. Yeah, each of you like either your phone to go off or the computer to go off. Something to happen during the show, like Ooh. you know, what are you, you guys. The phone rings just because uh, nobody cares to communicate with you. Don't an alarm worried. goes off. You got a pop up ad on his laptop or whatever. There's. Plenty of uh, older singles in your area looking for you. You know, all that okay, stuff. I'll hold, his, I'll hold his feet. <laughs> I'll hold his feet. You ready? What you got going on over there, Edward? Yo. Nincompoop over here turned me on to a good show on Netflix. It was, uh, it was called Getting Gotti. Yeah. Getting Get Gotti or Getting Gotti. Gotti. Yeah. But uh, so I decided to check it out last night. It was good. It was good. And, you know, it's, you think you know a lot about it. And I certainly thought I knew a lot about John Gotti. And I did. It was fun for me because if you're interested in this stuff and I know a lot of people are fascinated with gangsters. Yeah. Yep. And, and he wants to be one. Yeah. And him in particular. And that was explained. It's kind of what I told you yesterday. The reason he was, you know, kind of uh, adored and hated. You know, he was people loved it because he was like, they called him a superhero in the show. Because he looked like, you know, he was a, a movie star. The Teflon Don, yeah. right? He came out at the time, you know, talking about the 80s, $2,000 suits, which now be like, you know, $8,000. But it's like he's wearing these expensive, you know, handmade suits, and his hair's perfect, and he's good looking, and, you know, people are obviously afraid of him. He's ruthless. So there's that fascination. But so the weird thing with him um, was like the, the mafia, all those people, they didn't want people to know about him. They just you right, know, they wanted why, to be underground, yes. and he's really. I don't want to say he's the first. People knew of some of the the big time mobsters, of course, but like with him, he was very brash and out there, right? That was yeah, the big that, thing that was the whole thing, and that's why the mob didn't like him um, because he was so you know high profile. They they wanted to live exactly what you said, you know, below the radar. They didn't want to be even though people knew who they were. Mm-hmm. Like well, they would put like I remember when I worked at Greenwich Village, um, Carmen Gigante would walk around. They could call him the Chin. He had a big chin. Um, his his whole thing was he wasn't fit to stand trial. He would walk around in pajamas with an open umbrella every day. Dead serious. Really? Yes. He's portrayed in a movie. The Chin? No, not a movie. He? He's portrayed on the show, um, oh, man, The Godfather of Harlem. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. Yeah, with uh, that's... Um... Forrest Whitaker's playing uh, um, Bumpy Johnson. Bumpy Johnson. I could say that. Sorry. Bumpy Johnson. Right. Um, but anyway, he decided to talk about how they would like, um, I want to say low profile. He was the opposite. But what I didn't know is how he really got his his start, it became a prominent in the Gambino family. And it really hit home with me because, I mean, I knew so many people in the, in the show. That's- like, when I send you something, I see it about New York, and, and yeah. especially during a certain timeline, if it has to do with policing anything, I've sent you a couple of them. You're like, I know everybody in this. I know yeah. every single time I send it to you, you yeah. end up knowing everybody. Well, I did. The, the head of the organized crime task force sent the, 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 the guy with the ball. It was ball. We had like a lot of hair on the sides. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a. I knew him very well because he taught. I went through a white collar crime course up at mm-hmm. uh, not Harvard Cornell one summer, and he was the instructor. It was it was all about putting together, you know. 
money laundering cases, things like that. But anyway, I knew all those guys. What I didn't realize was I hung out in a bar in Staten Island years ago called Jimmy Max's. Jimmy, two X, Jimmy Max. And the bartender, his, his name was McBratney, um, the owner, excuse me. And I t- heard, and I never talked about it, his father was killed by John Gotti. So I was like, oh, that sucks. Like, what I didn't know is that his father was an Irish gangster. Wow. And he had been kidnapping Italian mobsters and, and holding for ransom. That's well, how so they're making in, it. In their world, justified. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know that till last night. It was, a, it was about, he, they were, he was part of a kidnapping ring. Um, and then when they fi- you know, figured out who it was, they identified him. Gotti and two other guys, Ruggiero, who was in the, the, the documentary, mm-hmm. and another third guy. They walked into um, this bar, like Snoops or something, in Staten Island. And McBratney was a big guy. He was like 6'3", 250, avid bodybuilder, did time for robbery. Um, they took the three of them. They were trying to drag him out in handcuffs, I guess, to torture him. But he wouldn't go. And he took the three of them. He dragged three of them down the bar, and they're fighting in, in the bar, and um, ended up shooting him a couple times and killing him there. But that's how he died. And it, but I didn't know he was a gangster who had been kidnapping mobsters. So I'm finding this whole thing fascinating. Where and that's how Gotti got his start. And then beyond that, um, when he killed Paul Castellano outside Sparks, which is that's a steakhouse of 46th yeah. Street, Manhattan. Um, I saw Jeremy. I think it's you were here, but I told Jeremy, or maybe both of you yesterday. That when the last report came down to indict Gotti for the murder of Castellano, me, yeah. I signed it. I was lieutenant of the 17th Detective Squad, and because now I was in charge, I had to sign the paperwork. And I always, I had nothing to do with the investigation, but I found it interesting that I signed the last piece of paper that actually, you know, sent him to prison from the police department side, not the DA side. Was it? Go ahead. He referred to as the Chicken Man or something, Paul Castellano. Yeah, one, one of his nicknames, I think so. the Chicken Man. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. I know you talking about. I he, read about him. He also had a penis pump. Because the story was in the morgue when he was laid out. Mm-hmm. They hit the button. You hit, told me this. I did tell you this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, they hit the button. Made him hit the button, right, yeah. to see it work. Yep. It still worked while he was <laughs> yes. dead. And, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, Ed, he has an unusual nose. Big nose. They called it a beak. And that's why they called him the chicken man. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. But, it, yeah. But Castellano, apparently, was going to kill Gotti because he saw him as a threat in the family. And that's why when Gotti got wind of that, he sets up the hit in front of Sparks, and they, they kill him there on 46th Street, which was uh, quite the big deal in Midtown Manhattan. How much, if any, is the mob still around? Oh, they're still around. Yeah. They're still around. Giuliani did a lot to put a big dent in them when he was uh, U.S. attorney and then mayor in New York. But he, you know, he went after them because they, they controlled the carting industry or the garbage industry. Well, there's, um, a, there's a big thing with Philly, like— a lot of uh, Philly handicappers, like they were controlling the gambling industry, mm-hmm. like uh, a bunch of big time like mobsters out of Philly. I mean, there were stories about that that I've heard about, whether or not they're true. Yeah. Again, you hear so much stuff. I mean, I'm, and I grew up with this stuff because my first, the girl next door, remember? I was talking about the, the first movie I went to. Her grandparents owned an Italian restaurant and they were constantly getting shaken out by the mob. Like you had to get your linen from them. You had to have you said your garbage picked up by them or they'd burn your restaurant down. Jeez. So that's the way it worked there. But Rudy put a big dent in that. And then we went after, they were selling guns at a Fulton Fish Market. And uh, so he ended, up put, he ended up putting a dent in that, drove the mob out of the fish market, so they burned it down. The whole thing, which was a couple blocks so long. You just pay, paying them for protection. If you don't do it, then yeah. they're the ones. You're paying them, you're protecting yourself from them. That's it. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> that's almost, I recommend, yeah. My wife lived off North Avenue, and some guy offered to watch our car. 
for five bucks. Yeah. So I gave him five bucks to watch the car, and she's like, why are you doing that? I said, because if I didn't give him five bucks, he was going to mess with our car. car. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's Commission's Baltimore. Yep. We're giving out shovels at 745, but on the other side, Jeremy Kahn recaps last night's unbelievable night in the National Basketball Association right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Rebound on the floor picked up by Trey Jones. Spurs have a chance at the lead. Lob pass to Wembenyama. Underneath, slam dunk, and a foul. The foul's on Maxi Kleber. And Wemby has ignited the crowd. 113-112, Spurs by one. Irving, shot clock at four. Doncic, the step back three. You bet. You know, if there's a great night in hockey, we can't let it go without Ed talking about it. If there's baseball playoffs, we can't let it go without me talking about it. You can't have last night in the NBA, which was unbelievable, what I happened Jeremy Codd talk about. It. Heaven. I'm in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, I loved, I, it. I loved it last night. Well, last night, so Wembenyama, if you watch, got in foul trouble. Still looked pretty good. Uh, that was courtesy of Spurs Radio Network and ESPN. ESPN had a pretty good doubleheader last night with the Celtics and Knicks, followed up by Mavs and Spurs. Um, but, like, I think for most people right now, you can get the NBA package for free for a week and watching it. Um, and then we, we had the cool deal with Fandle as well where you can get it for three months. But that being said, um, great night. And we had, uh, you know, the one game I gave out and I talked a lot about the Pacers-Wizards over. We didn't have to worry about it. It was 143 to 120. Told you they're going to play at the fastest pace. So one thing I I felt the most confident about last night in that game and just seeing it, um, I watched a lot of that game. I watched the Mavs-Spurs, Celtics-Knicks. I got into the Hawks-Hornets a little bit. Uh, Pacer, or excuse me, Pistons-Heat. The Nets had a really good game with the Cavs. Almost pulled that out. They ended up losing. Um Bulls and Thunder was another great one. Pelicans, Grizzly, and Kings and Jazz didn't turn out the way I thought. But, you know, you go back to last night, Luka had a triple dip, a couple of steals. Weminyama, Weminyama, two blocks and a steal, I think, or two steals and a block. That's what you need to watch him for. Yeah. Look, he looks like a big-ass string bean, but I am – like, it's amazing to see how fluid his body is at his size. Like, is this what we're going to get to? In in sports, like is it going to be like this in soccer and football and ba- like, it's so weird to see a player of that size yep. move the that way fluid. he does. Yeah, scary. and I I don't know if it's something that we start teaching at an early age. Scary man. Certain guys get it. Like they've already mm-hmm. talked about. It. If you, we've had this great debate, is LeBron the greatest basketball player of all time? Right with mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. I'm I'm on the Jordan side. If Jordan played today, he'd average over forty a game. Can't put your hands on anybody. That being said. They're telling me that Wembenyama is further along than LeBron was when LeBron came out. Yeah. 
and mm-hmm. I believe him. Like I remember LeBron's first game, they played the Sacramento Kings, and we had a debate on whether or not he was going to score over twenty five points. And I was like, I think this kid's legit, and he did. He came out, uh, scored a bunch of points. I think his team lost, but Weminyama last night, same thing, foul trouble, kind of getting into that, and it, it was kind of cool seeing like some new faces and new places of what's going to happen. Um, you know, with with some of the movement that we had, we have not. Uh, that'll happen tonight. We have not got a chance to see the Bucks with Dame Lillard there yet. Um, we did get to see the new look Rockets last night. Uh, the the Raptors too, with with some of the pieces they moved around. I just think that we're there's a lot of teams that sit similarly. Like like we're talking about the NFL. I think we have a handful of what we're going to deem to be great teams, but I think there's a lot of just a lot of really good, right? Like. I think the Knicks are a really good team. I don't know if they're good enough to supplant one of those top three, top two teams in the Eastern Conference. I don't see, I don't see how they get past the Bucs, well, even if they're good. Well, the one the one concern I have with the Bucs is, and what people don't realize, is how good of a defender Drew Holiday is. And now you're going to ask somebody else to be the guy that takes away the best player on the other team. And you can't put that on Giannis because if you're playing small, he's your five. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're playing big, then he's got to match up with a power forward or somebody else. And... You know, then all bets are off there. But the Bucks are going to be really good. The Celtics are going to be really good. Um, I'm kind of curious your guys' thoughts. I'm a Mavs fan, so I'm a little biased. But when you see what Luka does night in and night out, if he stays healthy, it's a big if of keeping Kyrie in track. Can I back up a little bit? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I want to go to the Celtics. Go ahead. I think Drew Holiday makes them a different animal. Because you have a guy who has superstar potential, superstar talent, who doesn't want to be a superstar. But if you need him to be one, he has no problem doing that either. Yeah. Um, I've always had a problem with, uh, who's the guy they have from Oklahoma State? Who is it, the Celtics have? Yeah. Oh, man. You know oh, you're talking about Marcus Smart. He's I, never liked, I never liked Marcus Smart. I just... You know why? Because Marcus Smart was the guy who fought in crunch time that he was Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. He thought he was Brown. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. You're not. Drew Holiday's Drew a better Holiday. all-around player. Drew Holiday's better than, better than Marcus Smart, but doesn't think he's... Jason well, Tatum. Well, the difference—that's that's the difference, and he's going to make sure he gets. I don't know if you saw last night. He yelled something at Jason Tatum uh, when Jason kind of fell back a little bit. He yelled something at him. Jason Tatum picks it up again. He's that kind of guy where where the Marcus Smart is like, well, if you don't want to do it, I do it. And Holiday's like, no, I can do it, but you can do it better. Let's go. I love me some Marcus Smart. He's an absolute uh, dog. But you nailed the one thing about him. It's like. Hey, we're down four. Why doesn't Marcus Smart take a three right now? Exactly. You know, like, that's, that's why I don't like him. But, but with Drew Holiday, he's a guy that comes in and he doesn't care if... Now, look, if you're not... If you're taking bad shots and he's open, he's going to say something to you. But he's not the guy if he takes three shots in a game and he's got his eight assists and six rebounds and three steals. He's good. He, he's okay with that. He's okay if you need him to be the guy to score 30. Mm-hmm. He just... He fits in well. He's a great glue piece, and he's a guy that could be a star in this league. Yeah, that's my point. But he's because he he meshes well with a lot of players. I, I just love him. I think he's a, a perfect fit for teams. But he, he is who Marcus Smart wants to be. He's so, that guy. So with the Nuggets uh, and what we've seen in the Western Conference, they win it all last year. We saw him play the Lakers uh, on Tuesday night. And then we saw the Mavs last night against, it, look, the Spurs. It's going to take them a while, even with a superstar talent like Weminyama. Um, to kind of figure things out and go out and spend some money and do some other stuff. But what do you guys feel about, like, the Western Conference? Because it's loaded. We're going to get 10 teams in, the playing games and all that stuff and that that crap that goes on. And then we have that tournament that's coming up Uh, to see if anybody's interested in it where all all the teams are in it playing one another, single elimination. 
kind of curious to see how that whole thing goes. I think the they've team, been promoting it. I think the teams at the top are going to be not not in this order, but uh, Denver is going to be up to the top. Um, I think Phoenix is going to be at the top. I think Sacramento is going to be near the top. They're good, and, man. And I think Golden State is going to be near the top. Those are the top four teams, in my opinion. I think everybody else is playing for recognition, playing for relevancy. I think they're playing for that. But I think those four teams are the teams that rule the West. Ed. Yeah, I agree. Especially with the, I think the Suns are one of the best teams that nobody talks about sometimes. Maybe because we live on the East Coast. But I feel like they're always good. And they've been good. But they don't get a lot of recognition. But we, Denver, of course, you know, well, they got a ring. Um, and then Memphis would be the other one. They would think in the West, right? Yeah, they're another good team. They're loaded. I mean, it's just when do they get guns and roses? Um, John Morant and Derek Rose back. Mm-hmm. You know, so like when when those guys are ready to go, Desmond Bain last. I mean, they they've got talent. Memphis was a team that was in a, a top seed, one or two, depending on where you stacked them a couple of years ago. But the John Morant stuff, nope. they're blaming a lot with his dad. And, nope. Yeah. Nope. 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 Memphis Grizzlies are the San Diego Padres. Nope, 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 nope. You know what's funny is I <laughs> don't believe in them. I'm not arguing with you. About that. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe in them, dude. They are they are no. Bunch of talent. Throw it all together. Let's see what they can do. What's up with the Lakers? Well, seriously, what's up with them? LeBron was frustrated. So on Tuesday night, so we didn't get to get into this a lot, but I'll be brief. LeBron got really Anthony frustrated. Anthony Davis. And he was mad at D'Angelo Russell. Uh, he actually went to an assistant coach and said, you know I can run point. You can put me in there with Rui. Uh, like he, So we'll see if something happens there. It's game one, but he yeah. was really unhappy with D'Angelo it. D'Angelo Russell is the reason why Anthony Davis went 0 for 6 in the second half and didn't go to the free throw line. That's D'Angelo Russell's fault. Because LeBron ain't going to call his boy out. Well, you know. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Which one of the people in the Wizard of Oz didn't have a heart? Oh, I know. Anthony Davis. And he has no heart. No heart whatsoever. He's hurt a lot. He's, he's no heart. Yeah. He is the most cupcake player in the NBA. Damn. That's right. Cupcake. Man. It's hard to argue with that. Cupcake. He's always hurt. He hasn't it's, hurt his heart yet, though. The guy has, he's incredibly talented, but doesn't care. Just pay me. Oh, man, don't get me started. That's why I don't even talk about the Lakers no more. Chump. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jeremy. Sure, man. I'm glad I could get you in a good mood. 410-583-1057 is the number. Our Thursday night football preview at 8 o'clock. But on the other side, Ed Norris, you got a shovel for us? Yeah. About those, you know, remember those fishermen that were cheating at 200 by stuffing fish with weights? Mm-hmm. They're at it again. Really? They're same so guys? Stuff. Yeah, same guys. If you have a shovel, give us a call. Give us a text, 410-583-1057. Hit us up on Twitter, at BBMS1057. The fans, shovel's next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The biggest idiots deserve the big bad shovel of wisdom. 
Sponsored by Jerry's Toyota. And their exclusive benefits, including free service maintenance for four years or 50,000 miles. Visit Jerry's Toyota just north of the Beltway on Bel Air Road and online at jerrystoyota.com. 105.7 The Fan. Time to give out shovels right now. If you have a shovel, give us a call. Give us a text, 410-583-1057. Hit us up on Twitter, at BBMS, 1057 The Fan. Ed Norris, who gets your shovel, man? Oh, Chase Kaminsky. This guy just, you know when people just don't learn and they just keep breaking the law even though they keep getting caught? This um, this idiot, he, he, there was a story about him we, I covered a while ago. He, uh, he made headlines about a year ago. It was him and a guy from Ohio. They they went out and they were a competitive fishing tournament. You know these things. You can make millions of dollars mm-hmm. these, these things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they get caught that they put lead weights in the fish, you know, to make it way more obviously and have more lucrative prizes and all that stuff. They got a minus set, ten days in jail, a fine, and the license was uh, suspended. This last this week, Monday, Pennsylvania now. A, a game warden. They actually find out somehow that this guy who has no hunting license now, <laughs> he ends up he's poaching deer, and he's he's got them in his house and he's tagged them, saying they were his wife's cat. Like when you when you kill a deer, you've got to attach a tag to it because you're only allowed. I don't know what the rule in Pennsylvania, but in Maryland, I think it's um, I mean how many bucks you're allowed. You get a bunch of female deer, deer, but you, you can only have like one buck or two bucks. I can't remember the number. Um, but anyway, he's been caught again, and it just seems so stupid because you don't think about it, but he's got to go to court again, and he's getting charged with you know killing deer out of season, failing to tag, lending a kill tag. His license, he was doing without a license, so he's getting charged with forgery and this and that and the other thing. Like, you get in real trouble for doing this, so why are you so stupid? For, st- for stupid stuff. For stupid stuff. Like, why are you so stupid? It's like that queer. Why are you the way you are? Like, and this is that guy. So yeah, I just when people do th- like, if you're gonna get caught stealing, make it like a million dollars in gold or something. Like, this is you're gonna go kill deer and end up in, you know in jail. You're just such an idiot. Jeremy Khan. Yeah, my shovel goes to all the people giving this baseball coach a hard time. No baseball coach. I don't know if you saw this. This went viral on Twitter. Baseball coach had a kid try out for college D1. And the baseball coach wrote him back. And I'll just read you this. It's kind of short. Thanks for reaching out. You were not kept this past tryout based on ability. As I mentioned at the tryout, we would only retain people we thought would help us win games this year. And by your tryout, we didn't feel that way about you. As for the future, your ability was very, very far away from being considered to be part of our roster. Your fastball was routinely around 68 to 70 miles an hour. Our players are usually 88 to 90 at a minimum. Your offensive performance was equally distant from what it takes to be a part of our team being perfectly honest playing college baseball is not a realistic expectation for you especially at the division one level i apologize for the bluntness but i feel that honesty is important here thanks again for your interest and i hope your classes are going well this fall do you see anything wrong no, with what he wrote but you know what we don't live in that world though jeremy we, we want to tell kids well you know you can do it no you can't you're wasting your time like you can't we've all had people ask us about getting in the radio and we've all jokingly said don't do that you don't want to do that. You don't want to. Like, we've all jokingly said it. It is a tough business, and depending on when you get in and how you're going to do things. But, yeah, I'm, I don't think he's crushing this guy's dreams, but he's giving him the reality of what it is. Like, to, to make it to a professional level, to make it to D1, D2, D3, JUCO. Like, you're in a small percentage of people to play a collegiate sport. And if you are throwing around 70 miles an hour trying to go D1, 
You're going to have really That's bad in practice. Yeah. yeah. So, that's off-speed and bad practice. You know, you know the problem in our society. Moms took over years yes. ago. Moms took over. Yeah. And now our reaction, everybody reacts like a mom. We can't tell him that. That's my son. Yes, I can. At his age, if he's throwing 70 miles an hour, he's probably not going to get it up 20 ticks. It's not going to happen. Dude, just do, do, do well in school. Get your degree. We can't say that, though. <laughs> I got a shovel. My shovel is a, to a friend of mine, Corey Johnson. On Facebook, Corey says, Chiefs undervalued Tyreek Hill. They would be unstoppable if they paid him. What did the Chiefs do last year? Uh, One at all. Won a Super Bowl. Yeah. What was Tyreek Hill? In Miami. Where does the Chiefs record right now? Six and one. A one-point loss in week one. Where's Tyreek Hill? Not playing for the next couple of weeks. What are you talking about? And an, an equal show. Can I get another show with Joe? For the dude who agreed with him. Agreed. Why? Why do you agree? Why? They undervalued Tariq Hill? What are you talking? They would be. What do you do? They won the Super Bowl without Tariq Hill. They won it. Mm. That's a, that, that, my friend. It's a bad take. <laughs> well, it's a bad take. I, people always want to uh, try to co-sign or double down on things that they see on social media. Like, I, I inherently see some just awful stuff out there that people are writing. It's like, you can't be watching the same game I'm watching. No. You just can't be. With what, you're, what you're saying right now absolutely makes no sense, and it doesn't even... It doesn't even warrant a response it from doesn't. me because I don't want to go down that path of going back and forth with someone. Well, I'm giving Corey the shovel number one because he's a football guy. Corey's a football mind. And he's out of his mind on this take. And I know him. I know him. He's probably going to hear about it if he's not listening right now. And then we'll go back and forth busting each other's chops. He's a good, good guy. Super guy. Does a lot for the kids over there at Edmondson Westside High School. But this is a bad take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a horrible take. I agree. <laughs> I mean, you're going to start a franchise. Who's starting with him or Mahomes? Exactly. So you got, hey, it's a salary cap, man. You can't pay them all. Right. I didn't undervalue you. I just realized that I can go get someone who costs maybe a third of what you cost and still win with number 15. That's what I didn't undervalue you. I properly valued number 15. 410-583-1057. That's the number one on Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Jeremy Kahn's World of Stupid at 815. Gordon McGinnis joins us at 830. We always look forward to that. But on the other side, Thursday Night Football. What's this, week eight? Week eight of the National Football League begins. We'll preview the nice game up next on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.